welcome to Let Me Know How It Is, a pop culture podcast about TV, movies, comics, animation, and all things geek. This is how we spent our summer vacation, content-wise. I'm Zach Slater. I'm Frank Melman. And I'm Clifton. We will separate this into three easy categories. It's going to be movies, TV, and comics. Animation, if it's on any of our lists, is just going to go into where the medium it is. So there will be some summer movies in here for sure, but uh, not necessarily tied to new releases only. Uh, so this is our definitive list of uh, why we've been so distracted the last few weeks. <laughs> Months, whatever. Yeah, Months. Whatever. <laughs> One of those things. Let's do movies first. Sure. Let's. Fire away, Frank. I was able to see uh, a couple movies in, a, in an actual movie theater with Clifton. And our beloved engineer. Wow. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's weird. It was a special occasion, for sure. It was. Uh, my wife and daughter happened to be uh, out. They were <laughs> not out, out. Not, they were not knocked out. They were out of the country. They were on vacation <laughs> visiting extended family. So okay. um, I was able to see a couple of movies. So I saw with, with them, I saw uh, The Last Voyage of the Demeter. Mm-hmm. Uh, I liked it. I thought it was good. I had, I had read uh, Dracula. If you're not familiar with the story, it's 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 a chapter. It's a chunk of of, of the novel Dracula, uh, Bram Stoker's Dracula. Uh, it plays out a lot like the tag was kind of you know people are talking about it, saying it was kind of like Alien on a, on a on a ship. And right. That's kind of what it is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, I, overall I liked it. it. It's you know it's very much a thing of a crew you know inadvertently takes on a, a, a coffin. They think it's just a crate, and then. Horror ensues <laughs> as one by one, you know, they're getting picked off. You know, some people have a clue of what's going on. Some people don't. <laughs> but yeah, it's got, um, what's the guy's name from from Suicide Squad and from uh, the Ant-Man movies? David, I never know how to punch it. Uh, Dasmalkian. I believe that's how his mm. name is pronounced. David Dasmalkian, yeah. Yeah, he's, he's great. He's a lot of stuff. He pops I like him a lot. A, I'm, yeah. I'm happy for him. I like that guy yeah. quite a bit. I think he's pretty great. So I was happy to see him, and then it's got. If you're familiar with Game of Thrones, has the Onion Knight in it, <laughs> right? <laughs> you know, he'll always be that to me. I love that guy. I love that character. Let me see if I can find his name real fast. Yeah, Davos Seaworth. Davos, Davos yes. Seaworth, <laughs> Davos Seaworth. Liam Liam Cunningham, and he's terrific. Yeah. He's sort of the salt. He's sort of the, you know, the 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 sailor captain that's you know that's going to get you through whatever you're dealing with, and yeah, they just don't he's... realize what they're what they're dealing with is spoiler. Um, <laughs> Uh, uh, title character of Dracula. Uh, Dracula's on board this ship. <laughs> so yeah, it's fun. It's good. It's well. Sh- I thought it was well shot. I liked. I liked the the, the Dracula itself. I liked the vampire stuff. All that was cool. Nice. Clifton, what did you think? No, I liked it, and I, it was it was just kind of cool. Like one of those things where they found a story in Dracula that hadn't exactly been told much before mm-hmm. in all of the tellings of Dracula, including the first telling of Dracula. Because mm. I feel like it's been a while since I've read original Bram Stoker's Dracula, but I feel like they kind of skim over that voyage. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Mm-hmm. And this I mean, is and this just expounds on what happens. On, I mean, uh, I read I read a trip like. I didn't have to, like, I didn't, like, it was never assigned to read Dracula. I just read it on my own. And mm-hmm. it was one of those things I remember. That scene to me particularly stood out of, like, just visually how cool that would be. Right. <laughs> and it does, mm-hmm. it does a good job of capturing, I think, what the book does. Yeah. Explain the scene for us quickly. Uh, it basically is, it's, is a scene of the ship, the Demeter, ending up in, in London Harbor, like, sort of sailing in, if I remember right. correctly. Yeah. And it's just, it's not, no one's on board. <laughs> it's a ghost ship. Right. You know, it's a ghost ship. And 
<laughs> and 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 they you know the people of london are, are dumbfounded as to why or how it got there and you kind of have this feeling of of um count dracula sort of slinking away and oh no now he's in the streets of london right right you know so it's kind of a it's kind of a cool bit of you know i'm sure bram stoker was you know scratching his head trying to feel like how the hell do i get him to london in transylvania <laughs> and that's how, this movie is how it happened so yeah yeah, it's good. I I don't think I don't. I remember seeing a lot about after the fact of why was it out now, and I think it was just out now for me, <laughs> so that I was able to see it in a movie theater well, and enjoy that experience. Right. Um, yeah. But yeah, I think if, if it was a little later, maybe in a month or so, it would probably be probably done a little better. But it's a good movie. It's worth checking out. Right. Oh, you mean uh, month wise? Why it's out? Now. Right. Not, why? Why right, is it year wise? I was going to say. Yeah. This is um. Yeah. Back in my, uh, there were a couple of sites back in the days, like, you can kind of see, like, what movies were being optioned and, and screenplays mm-hmm. that were selling and stuff like that and everything. I used to follow that stuff a lot. Um, this movie had been in development 10 years, 12 years, yeah, something like that. I remember, like, like Viggo Mortensen was attached to it when it was, like, first being, like, announced. And, it, and this thing always sounded really cool to me. I mm. never read Bram Stoker's Dracula but I knew the gist of it that this was like basically extra extrapolating on like a scene that sort mm-hmm. of like is just sort of meant and said in, in a few lines. Mm-hmm. And it always sounded really, really cool to me. And, yeah. um, I almost went with you guys. Um, you oh. guys may not know that. I, I was, I, you know, I, I was not aware that you were even, our, you were even in play. Yeah. Our, our, our engineer was, was working on me for a little while. Uh, oh, <laughs> you should have gone, uh, man. It would have been an even more special occasion. But that's the thing. Like yeah. he and I talk all the time. And the thing that kind of like that I lament about this movie is, um, back when universal was trying to get their shared universe going for their, like their monster thing. It started mm-hmm. with Tom Cruise's mummy. Right. I remember and uh, ended with Tom Cruise's mummy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Spin off of what the monster squad, what that was where it starts. Seems Wolf like Man, it was Wolf. a disastrous first one to pick. Wolf, I like, Wolf, like Wolf man's like, got nards. Right. I've, I've always been thinking like, this is what they should do for the Dracula movie. Like this yeah. should be the one that kicks it off. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, you know, you know as much as you love Frankenstein's monster and the mummy and the Wolfman, um, you know, Dracula's the, the big Megilla. I mean, that's the one that, you know, you, you don't have none of the, put it this way. None of the rest of them are going to tell anyone else what to do. Right. Dracula is the one that's going to make it all happen. So why wouldn't you start with Drac? Yeah. Right. I mean, that doesn't just make sense. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I mean, you know, I, I, no spoilers. Cause again, if you've read Dracula, you know, what happens, but it's, you know, it's, 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 I, I would, I'd watch it. I'll put it this way. I'd watch another movie set in this world. Yeah. Mm. You know what they what they've done with this first one, although it'll probably just be the end of Dracula. So. <laughs> but you never True. know. I mean, they can go anywhere they want right. to after this, really. Yeah, because this book was like chapter seven of Dracula, just mm-hmm. just what was between the pages, what was yes. between the lines. Yeah, but yeah, it was good. Enjoyed it. Clifton, what's one of yours? Uh, for me, and this is going back a little earlier to summer, but it was it's all summer for me. But this was the summer of Spider Verse. For mm. me, of uh, Across the Spider Verse came out. Ooh, I forget when it first came out. It was so far back, mm-hmm. and I've seen it so many times since. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you kind of no no, so no, many no times offense, Clifton, but you, you kind of shocked me with the number of times you had seen it when you told me. But go ahead. <laughs> yeah, because I I was trying to get the like see when exactly it was I I had seen it, so I went back into my AMC A list 
app to see it recorded <laughs> and and I realized they actually missed one. There's no there's one I know I saw that's no longer recorded in this app. And I think it was because they were like, this has to be a glitch. Like, we'll just delete this one because nobody could have seen it uh, five times this close together. So we're just going to delete this last one. But I'm sure I saw it five times <laughs> in my like uh, double check logs that I keep uh, for fail safes. But yeah, I've seen it five times. I saw it five times. I saw it like, I mean, once a week for a bit and then a couple weeks and then a couple weeks. <laughs> wow. And is that the record? Uh, I saw the first one four times in okay. the theater. <laughs> okay. So okay. I did see that one a fair amount too back in 2018. Have you seen have you seen anything more than five though? I'm curious. In the theater. Ooh. Yeah. Endgame is close. It might have tied Endgame. Okay, uh, wow. Because I did see Endgame. That one was funny because it kept, you know, hanging out in the theaters in a while. And then it was still in theaters the day that Far From Home came out, at least in mm. our theater. So again, engineer and I, uh, who go to movies all the time together, uh, did a double feature of Avengers nice. Endgame that year <laughs> in 2019 nice. and, uh, and Spider-Man Far From Home, same day, uh, back to back, just because we could. Okay. <laughs> this might have tied. So I can't remember if I saw that four or five times. Our engineer saw Endgame more than me. I think okay. we're tied on Across the Spider-Verse now. Yeah, five is my record. Not with yeah. this. Yeah. What was your What was your five? Dark Knight. Ah, mm. makes sense. That <laughs> yeah, makes sense. sense. Yeah, that totally tracks. That's on <laughs> brand for sure. But yeah, so I mean, it's been summer Spider Verse for me. I saw it uh, that five times in the theater. I mean, starting the weekend it came out, and then uh, the last time I saw it was in the middle of July in theaters because it was still showing on good screens here. So I saw it on one of our good uh, projection screens here in our local theater. Um, I bought the physical media, which was just delivered uh, <laughs> yesterday. I got the steel book with mm -hmm. the 4k and Blu-ray discs plus digital copy. Like I actually bought physical media for this movie <laughs> and the figures. I bought the, uh, I showed, I showed Frank, mm -hmm. I bought the SH fig arts, uh, collectible figures for miles and Gwen. Nice. I, I had to have them and they are, they're gorgeous, gorgeous figures. I yes. recommend them. They do some nice work. <laughs> yeah. So that's, that's it. It's been my summer of Spider-Man, uh, summer of Spider-Verse. Wow. And unfortunately Zach has not seen it yet. I have not. <laughs> no. Cause I just checked yesterday with you. Yeah. <laughs> just to see. We were trying, we were trying, we were hoping my son who had never been to the movie theater before, we were hoping uh, that was going to be his first one. Wow. And, um, we showed him the first one on TV and, um, yeah. and he dug it. He dug it a lot, you yeah. know, and, um, you know, just, uh, summer happened and, uh, <laughs> it ended up, right. we ended up missing it somehow, even though it was, it was yeah. out the whole time. Like it was, right. feels like the whole summer. Uh, yeah, it was a big one this summer. Yeah, yeah, we saw it. We took our uh, our daughter to see it the day it opened. We went to an afternoon show and saw it, and then came home and watched the other one the next day. And she loved it. She thought it was awesome. And she was everyone, I guess, didn't except for me, didn't know that it was. Um, well, don't spoil. Don't spoil for oh, Zach. Okay. So for Zach's sure. sake, don't spoil anything. I won't spoil anything then. But and no. any and any of our listeners who haven't seen it yet, yes. <laughs> so they didn't know. That it was going to be as good as it was. I'll leave it at that. <laughs> <laughs> but they both dug it. They thought it was great. Thank you, everybody. You're welcome. I appreciate <laughs> the hard uh, <laughs> having to talk about that movie while being vague as hell. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> For me. <laughs> yes, absolutely. 
Sure. I hear it's great. And I've been and I've been told yeah. and this is the thing that I'm kicking myself for. I've been told many times that like there's that movie is is like big screen wow. Like not oh, it's, yeah. not not like watch on on your TV at home. Like mm-hmm. yeah, go see it in the big screen. Mm-hmm. So I'm kicking myself for that one. So um I will go with uh with my first one. And I'm not really going in any order, but uh the the first movie that we ended up taking my son to was actually Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Mutant Mayhem. Ooh, nice. Um, you know, he's in the Turtles. He watches the Nickelodeon stuff and everything like that. And, you know, he's seen some of the 80s stuff that I've shown him also. So, you know, he 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 digs them, you know, and he saw the trailer and uh, and he was like, can we go? Can we go today? And I showed it to him like months before it was coming out, you know, mm-hmm. and I'm like, no, no, no it's coming out. We got to wait a couple of weeks, buddy. <laughs> but um, you had to teach him the disappointment of trailers being released so early. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> It's just a teaser. Movie's not going to be out for 10 months, kid. (laughs) This is the one, though. I mean, like, I see uh, Spider-Verse's influence, Mm -hmm. which Mm -hmm. is cool. It's cool that it's it's influencing other things. And I can't say enough good things about the way this Turtles movie looked. Like, I really, really admired the art style where it looked sort of the way that, like, the art on your doodle, like in the margins in school would look or like when you covered your textbook in, in uh, a paper bag and you would just draw the, you know, draw all over (laughs) it. Like that they somehow made a movie look like that. (laughs) Right. And it was great. Like, I love that, that, you know, the proportions were always like kind of weird and nothing was symmetrical. And, um, I mean, it's a good movie all around, I think, but I mean, that's the thing that really like sticks out to me that I feel like I could just talk for hours about was just how it looked. Right. You know? Yeah. I remember when the first trailer dropped, it got, it got some, some hate because people love to compare everything, you know, has to be a binary of mm. like, this is good. That's bad. It has yeah. to be. So people are like spider verse is good. So this is bad. Cause it's, it's obviously inspired by Spider-Verse. And I mean, I think it's only inspired in the sense that they realized they don't have to look like, like they can come out and look like how they want to look. They can, they can play with animation. They don't have to look like Pixar. They can do different styles. Cause I don't think it exactly looks like Spider-Verse style either. They just found like a different Avenue to kind of pay respect to the original comic book origins, like the original sketchy indie comic book origins of turtles. But but do it in their own way where Spider-Verse pays respects to like all the different, you know, various media that, that Spider-Man has been in over the years, starting with comics and everything. So, yeah, I don't think it's a ripoff, but I mean, it's inspired in the sense that they were like, yeah, that did some, that was able to do different stuff and succeed. So let's do, let's also try to do different stuff and succeed. And I think they did because I did see this movie as well, right when it came out. And I, 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 thoroughly enjoyed it a lot good yeah that stuff that you're talking about like really kind of disappointed me that all that stuff was out there and right and and yeah i mean inspired by spider-verse in this in the sense that they were both sort of unconventional looking animated movies Mm because they didn't look like frozen right nothing against frozen frozen's awesome (laughs) (laughs) you know what i mean but not everything has to look like that yeah and i think it just it, it just it's silly that it's we're gonna uh uh praise Spider-Verse to such a degree and lament that all animation looks the same, and then the second something else comes out that's also different, it's sort of like, well, that can't be. 
Because right. Spider Man exists. And I'm Spider-Verse like, well, did it first. We can have we can have both. <laughs> right. We can have both. Sure. It's fine. Like <laughs> you know? And and it was like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, uh, Mutant Mayhem. It does like it's it's Seth Rogen, Eric Goldberg, Seth Rogen, Eric Goldberg, and I forget who the the third collaborator was because I think there's a major third collaborator on this one. Do Jeff Rowe was the director. The Jeff Rowe director, yeah. yeah. And like, it's got a ton of heart. Like it's nice because I was afraid. I'm not a fan of everything <laughs> Seth Rogen and and, and Eric Goldberg <laughs> do, <laughs> but I am a fan of some of it. Um, sure, a lot. So it's I I didn't know which way they were gonna go with it and and i think they they ended up doing like a way that has heart but like it pays respects to like the different versions of turtles before that it's not like too far astray from any version of turtles we've seen before but they inject like the heart that's in super bad a little bit into it but it's not like too super bad it's not like sausage party or anything like that (laughs) right like it's still teenage mutant ninja turtles just with with some you know authentic heart to it yeah and I did enjoy it a lot. It's not Pineapple Express with the turtles. Right. It's not like you know. <laughs> yeah, and that's what I appreciated too about it. That like that they they pushed the teenage aspect of it a lot, which mm-hmm. kind of gets forgotten about sometimes. I think in some of the other versions. But yeah, no, highly recommend it. Um, that's an art book that will be bought, I think, <laughs> for sure. Um, all right, Frank, back to you. You got more movies. Uh, I also saw, and we talked a little bit about this the night of that I saw it, Zach, um, No Country for Indiana Jones. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, I'm sorry, Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. That's what I saw. Right. Uh, I, I, I thought more about it, and I, and I think that on the heels of um, No Country for Nick Fury, which was also called Secret Evasion, right. uh, I just was kind of in a space of, you know, the, the idea that when you're sort of given the premise that the, 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 the old guy's lost a step and he's no longer capable of, of, you know, uh, of tomb raiding or, or superheroing or, or super spying, you know, and then they, and, and that's the premise and that's what you get. Mm. <laughs> so I, I don't know if that was the, seeing them back to back is what did it. I, I saw Indiana Jones and Dial of Destiny. I immediately called Zach cause I like, I need to talk. I have thoughts about this right. and my thoughts weren't good. My thoughts were not good. Um, uh, you know, it was it made me sad, and I didn't want to feel sad coming out of an Indiana Jones right. movie, but it did. Um, uh, you know, I, everyone's seen it, right? We've all seen it. We have all seen this. Yeah. One, yes. Okay. So, uh, if you at home or you're your wherever you are listening to this right now, I'm about to spoil parts of it. Um, I'm not going to spend too long, too much time on it because we've got other things to talk about, but, um. I think we talked about this that night, Zach, which is the idea of when, when you get the little, the little tag bit at the end with the hat, I'm like, no, leave it out there. <laughs> leave it out there. Yeah. You've just shown me this movie that, that clearly shows he's, he can't do it anymore. <laughs> yeah. And I don't, want him, I don't want him out there anymore. I don't, I don't want that. I love Indiana Jones. He's one of my favorite, favorite fictional characters ever, and I don't want him out there. Unless it's, unless it's total like Indiana Jones flashback CGI make him 20 years old again or 30 years old again or 40 years mm. old again, then I don't want it. I don't, I don't, I don't need to see sad Indy carried around like a sack of laundry for the third of his movie. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want that. So no, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. It's a little sad. Uh, uh, him teaching his class and like, they're not paying attention. Yeah. 
mm-hmm. you know, which is a clever like bookend to to like how the times are changing and everything. I understand. I get it. I get. Sure. I get. I get subtext. Right. You know. <laughs> right. But, exactly. Yeah, I get but subtext. It's like, I get it. It it does. I mean, it does have its. I mean, it's it's supposed. It's meant to make you feel that way. But it is just mm-hmm. funny seeing like the first class where, you know, he has to crawl out the window. Oh yeah. <laughs> because he because everybody, you know, loves his class. Uh, and him. Uh, to this one where he's like, Did, didn't didn't any of you do the reading? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, right? Yeah, it just it it just felt. And again, the other thing we talked about was as much as I like uh, Phoebe Waller Bridges, she's her character. I'm not sure if we were supposed to like. And it also felt like they were trying to backdoor a pilot for her while they were doing this movie. Mm-hmm. Which you know, eh, don't do that. <laughs> either give either give him that last moment of like give him his glory or don't. But don't do it like that. That was just. I don't. I didn't. I didn't care for how it was done. So there's there's one scene that we talked about. I think uh, again that night because again I had lots of thoughts as I was standing in Target ranting. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> like, like a lunatic. No, I thought like something was wrong. <laughs> right, when you were like, I need to talk to you. Why, right. why are you calling nine one one? Right, who's the crazy person ro- ro- roaming around the toy aisle, ro- you know, ranting about Indiana Jones? That was me. I was right. that guy. Um. But yeah, I just, it was, it was, there's one particular scene on the, like, during, you know, again, there's a spoiler, it's on the boat, it's a really great scene, Harrison Ford acts it, the, acts the crap out of it, he's mm-hmm. awesome, and then the rest of it just felt like, you know, I think you said it was, that night also was, they're checking off all the boxes of things that Indiana Jones hadn't done on screen yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> there were a lot of yeah. those moments, have we had Indiana boat? No, we haven't had Indiana boat, let's put him on a boat! Yeah, <laughs> you know, let's have deep di- deep sea dive. Let's do that too. You know, all that stuff was kind of checked off. But yeah, I'm I'm unless again the only I'll, I'll put it this way: if they want, unless they're going to de-age him, I'd still think you know since I hear that Disney does some kind of animation, I'm not very familiar with it. Right. right. Um, I think they have an arm that does animation. I'd love to see Indy <laughs> in, in in animation. I think sure, that'd yeah. be done like tomorrow. Yeah. Right. And be and be palatable and plausible to people. But again, I just I don't I don't run things so. Right. It's not all bad. It's not all bad. No, no, I, I'm, it's not, I'm not. I'm not even saying it's bad at all. I'm just saying that, like, it's um, you know, it's not Raiders. It's not Last Crusade. Uh, I don't think anybody was expecting it to be, you know, and and there's some parts in it that make me, you know, that that like, uh, made me very happy mm-hmm. <laughs> to watch. You know, um, I'm like you. I love indie. Mm-hmm. I love indie, but yeah. And then there's other things. Yeah, it, I do think about that the uh his his um goddaughter character and and how much of her unlikability is intentional and how much is it just sort of like all right, you're trying a little too hard <laughs> with right. this one. You know? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm good. I'm good with no more Indiana Jones, and I never thought I would say that in my life. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Unless it's an animated untold Unless, tales. Absolutely. Then right. go for it. Clifton, you got any more? I did see a pretty good string of kind of indie or uh, lower budget, but horror movies uh, mm. that I was happy with seeing. Again, one of them is a Seth Rogen, Eric Goldberg <laughs> production <laughs> called Cobweb that, that also has Anthony Starr from The Boys in mm. it and Lizzie Kaplan. Um, oh, love. Like it's her. a very unexpected uh, horror movie starring... The kid that was also in Last Voyage of the Demeter was uh-huh. the kid on the ship. So a lot of people I've seen a lot of all over the place uh, in this time. But uh, yeah, Cobweb was good. Uh, you know, seemingly troubled 
kid in a troubled home where Anthony Starr is the father and Lizzie Kaplan is the mother, but then, you know, you find out things aren't quite what they seem, uh, where a child is hearing voices like coming from the walls in his house. Uh, is it was an interesting movie. I liked that one. Saw it back to back almost with the horror film Talk to Me, which was the one about, uh, I think it was Australian film about a hand that if you touched, you could communicate with the dead. Mm. And that one I thought was very good and unexpected. But yeah, it was it was a really cool horror movie. And then earlier in the summer, I'd seen Boogeyman. Mm. Which uh, stars the girl who plays Drash in Book of Boba Fett. <laughs> and also <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> stars the girl who played, uh, who was in Obi-Wan as the mm. young girl in Obi-Wan. Uh, for those who have seen Obi-Wan, the young Princess Leia. I thought it was funny that the two of them are starring as sisters in a film. I was like, man, Disney's all over everywhere. Right. Mm-hmm. They're getting everyone. Everything's an audition tape for Disney. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> But that was an adaptation of a Stephen King short story. Uh, and also starred David and also had David uh, Dasmalkian. That's another place I saw him this summer because <laughs> wow. he is everywhere all of a sudden. He was in Oppenheimer, too. That guy is mm. everywhere. But yeah, those were like three low budget. I mean, not low budget, but like indie, you know, kind of small scale uh, horror films that I, I enjoyed all three of them, actually, quite a bit. I'd recommend those three for horror fans. Nice. Just looking for something simple and small. So those are the things that filled out my summer. And the blackening. The blackening is hilarious. More comedy <laughs> than horror, but very right. funny. Frank, you got a, uh, anything for a lightning round for movies? It's Blue Beetle. Okay. With, yes. our engineer, with our engineer, <laughs> Clifton. Another special occasion. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yep. Saw that with them. Loved it. Thought it was great. Thought it, it, was, en- it was enjoyable. I, I, I thought it was... It was um, well done. It's got a lot of heart. Yeah, you know, they, they it's not it's not action packed, so when action happens, it's very good. You know, they make a nice a nice bit of uh managing to basically lay a lot of track for DC history without, you know, overdoing it or over over explaining stuff. There's not a lot of exposition, mm-hmm. just sort of like this happened and moving on. Right. Um okay. uh, our engineer commented he had never he didn't know too much about the character. I, on the other hand, read of all like all of Ted Cord's series as well as most of Jaime's. So, um, I liked all the stuff that they did. I thought it was great. It also, it also, I think, and Cliff, you'll back me up on this. A lot of it hangs on whether or not um, the lead actor, the kid from Cobra Kai, right? Uh, was it Zolo? Zolo Marjuania. That's it. Thank you for saying that. <laughs> but I mean, if you like him at all in Cobra Kai, you'll love him in this. I think I think he has as an actor has a bit of, you know, there's something earnest about the way he portrays characters. And I think that that it works really well for uh, Miguel as well as um, Jaime. Mm-hmm. I kind of want to see him in not something that's kind of like over the top or superhero to see how he's in, in something. I really look forward to watching him in something like that. Right. But he's great in this. I think I think he's a really good choice. And whether Gunn is the, this the beginning of Gunn's DCU or not, I definitely want to see his character come back in other right. DC stuff. Yeah. So I'm hopeful for that's that's what we're gonna get right. if we don't get an outright sequel to Blue Beetle. Yeah. It's like it, it. It does. I think its success hinges on the family aspects, and they're prominent to show that in the trailers, and they were mm-hmm. smart too because that is the heart of the film. And I do, 
I think that is what makes it sets it apart from the other stuff. Cause you can look at the trailers and be like, yeah, it's, it looks like a fairly straightforward superhero movie. And in, and in many ways it kind of is. Um, but that just the, the heart angle through the family and everything, that's where it excels to me. And it is enjoyable to watch. Um, George Lopez is funny in it and I'm not really even a George Lopez fan. <laughs> I'm not a mark for that guy either, but he's good in this. Yeah. It's just enjoyable to watch him in this. I know that like it started to be, uh, it started out as an a, an HBO max original movie. And then the budget got upgraded to be a feature release, I suppose is what happened. But watching it, you can still kind of see like, Oh yeah, this is, this is like a made for streaming movie. Mm-hmm. Mm. But that there's also kind of charm in that, I think. <laughs> yeah. Because, you know, they were having to do stuff a little more constrained than they might otherwise. And and I think it works better for it, honestly. Mm-hmm. Cause sometimes when you give them the budget from the start, you know, they kind of get lost with the money and just want to use like spend the money because they have it to justify yeah. having it. And this one, they were more constrained and having to figure out ways to work without the money before they got the extra money and and there's some charm in it being kind of a smaller film uh, at times. And then you can see where the budget went because stuff does look good in the action scenes. Nice. So that was my opinion on that one. I'm a little intrigued to see it now. I don't know if it got a fair shake at the theaters because, you know, it didn't do yeah. so hot. But Right. It deserves better. I think it deserves yeah. better and more. They should have pushed it more. It's lost in the DC shuffle, though. I think everyone's like, does this matter? Does this not matter? It's a confusing yeah. time it is, for yeah, those movies. But as a stand, I think as a standalone DC film, it's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. All right. So I'll do my lightning round and then we will we will move on. So um, okay. I, uh, I did watch uh, Batman, the doom that came to Gotham, the animated movie um, okay. from last year on um, on Max. Uh, th- this is this is the movie that happens when you've been making Batman movies consistently for a decade, <laughs> right? <laughs> you get to this one. Yeah, it makes way for something like this, which is right. truly unlike any Batman movie you will ever, ever, ever see. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. you know, um, it's definitely uh, uh, you know, if you're if you're a H.P. Lovecraft fan, mm-hmm. you will right. dig this <laughs> for sure. It definitely right, you right. know pushes those muscles uh, uh, a lot. And um, it's a very, very nice looking movie too. I mean, the animation style of it is really, really cool. It's not, it's not sort of the, the house style that they do in the tomorrow versus what they're calling. It started with the, the man of tomorrow, Superman movie. Uh, the second go around of the shared animated universe thing. Okay. So, um, so I saw that one. Um, I gather nobody's seen it yet. No, not yet. I have not. I gather. I gathered nobody's seen anything on on my lightning uh, round, but we'll see. <laughs> maybe, maybe. Um, I watched uh, Stan and Ollie okay. from 2019, which is a uh, it's it's the Laurel and Hardy movie. Okay, with uh, Steve Coogan playing playing Stan Laurel and John C. Uh, John C. Riley playing uh, Oliver Hardy. It's great. It is great. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, it's really, really good. Um, and where can that one be watched? That's on Max. It's a okay. small movie. It's only about like 90 minutes or so. Um, and it covers just the period late in their career. Like it's it's set in like 1953 when, when they were touring in the UK. And their fame had waned by this point. 
Um, and they were doing this tour to sort of like kind of uh, get financing and to garner interest for a, for a, like a comedic Robin Hood movie that they've been wanting to do together. And it's sort of like kind of like the last hurrah <laughs> for them. But I mean, but the relationship is just terrific and, you know, lovely, lovely movie. And, and you know, if if you've watched any of the Laurel and Hardy movies, uh, which you should, they're funny and <laughs> they're still funny today. I mean. These guys, it's uncanny how well they pulled it off. Like, Steve Coogan is amazing as Laurel. Amazing how he gets the mannerisms down. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, no, it's a, it's just this sweet movie that, you okay. know, I, I loved every minute of it. Um, okay. And then the other one, which I'll go into quickly, because I don't know that you guys have seen it, uh, Venture Brothers, Radiant is yes. the Blood of the Baboon Heart. I watched this last <laughs> night. Have not seen it yet, unfortunately. <laughs> I have seen it. Okay, you I have seen it a lot. Liked yes. it quite a bit. Yeah. So I watched that. I like it a lot too. <laughs> it is now that. streaming on Max. Yes. For anyone who has Max. And yeah. um yes, if you're a fan of Venture Brothers, as you know, then Which you don't are. need me to tell you mm-hmm. to go see yeah. it. It's their send off. Yeah. This is okay. <laughs> yeah. You know. Yeah. And um, it's a you would say it's a uh honorable send off. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. It's bittersweet, bittersweet. No, and this is nothing story related or anything. I'm not, I'm not talking about story. I'm just bittersweet in the sense that uh, it, it's hard when you know that they were green lit for a season eight, right? And the the green light got canceled, and yeah, then the I mean, that, luckily we got a movie that they could finish it up in, mm-hmm. you know. But it just it's just a little sad when you know that like there was another season coming that was in production that we will never get. Right. Yeah. You know. I mean it's it's I'm kind of I'm 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 of two minds about it. I, I liked what we got a whole lot. I thought it was a good send-off. At the same time, I could see where they were going <laughs> to spend the next season building <laughs> up to where we got to. <laughs> yeah. And I'm kind of like I love those guys. I love them so much. But at the same time, I'm I was kind of like this would have been a whole month, you know, months of me going get to what you're going to get to. <laughs> right. And instead they do. So <laughs> Yeah, and it's 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 what I expected. It was, it was you know, I was expecting this to be very very good because when I heard the season was canceled, I knew I'm like, oh, it's just gonna be like all the A material from the season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> right. Like, and now and now, 21 years later, we have seven seasons in a movie. Right, uh, Venture yeah. Brothers. 21 <laughs> years later. Mm, wow. I'll throw it to you guys next. Do you guys want to do TV or comics next? Mm, TV. All right. <laughs> One vote for TV. TV. Two votes for TV. All right, let's do it. Who wants to go first? Frank, you started off, so Clifton, you want to you want to go first this time around? Yeah, I'll go first, and uh, I'll go to a revisit of what we did a review from recently, and that is my adventures with Superman. Mm-hmm. I have after our review, where you can go back and hear our review of the first three episodes that they dropped. Uh, when they dropped the premiere, which was actually like the two part pilot, I would say plus the first standard episode. So we covered it as those three episodes. And uh, and our our review was pretty clearly favorable (laughs) to it. If you want to go back and hear all the details, please do. But I avidly kept up with it after, after our review. Like this is one I show probably more than any other show this summer that I looked forward to being on. And and would watch as close to time of air as it could, even though I, I hardly ever watch anything at time of air. And, uh, this is as close as it got to me watching something as it aired. 
I would get it like right afterwards on DVR so I could skip commercials, but uh, I would watch it that night and, and I was not disappointed. Show is a home run in my opinion. And our, I, we talked just a little bit covering stuff and I know Frank is not 100% up to date as the finale no, season one finale quite. just aired the other day, but uh, yeah. So we won't go into spoilers on what happens there, but everything else along the way. Fantastic. Yes. So good. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes. As much as they, they, I feel like they are, you know, hitting the, hitting the, uh, the warp speed on some stuff and then it still works. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I also am chomping at the bit for them to actually get to other stuff, which they haven't mm-hmm. got to yet, but no, I, I've, I've loved it. I think it's great. Um, I think the only note that I had and, and Zach and you talked about this a little bit was just, I kind of want villains that aren't tied to the main plot. Mm-hmm. Right. And I'd like villains to be, you know, we get, you know, we get sort of a very, you know, semi-traditional Superman costume. I kind of want villains in their full garbs. I want also you know, costumes. Yeah, I want costumes. Right. Yeah, yeah. I want, I want villains who are like, you know, I want villain. If you're gonna give me gimmicky villains, I want gimmick villains that are like, I'm in it for the money, and I don't care about anything else. Or, you know, I mean, villains have all sort of motivations, just like heroes. So it's one of those things where I'd like to see a little more of that, but. Again, so far for the first season, I thought it was terrific, and I, I hope we get another one. So, yeah, yeah. I co-sign everything you said, Clifton. Uh, this is—I <laughs> I don't watch anything on time, and I—I I watched this on airing every week. Yeah, I like I could not wait every Thursday <laughs> for the new one of this. And and the thing that like really really um warms my heart is the fact that it got so much praise online. Mm. And and people are like really, really digging it. And it's getting talked about a lot because Superman, not for any of us, but Superman is kind of a hard sell for people sometimes. And mm. I, I don't know that people necessarily get it. No. And for this version that is so like unapologetically optimistic and bright and people to like get it and not only like 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 the take, but like you're just like you're just all in on the show is really, really cool. To me. So I can't say enough glowing things about this show. I love this show. Absolutely, absolutely um, recommend it to anybody who, who likes superheroes um, or, you know, doesn't know much about Superman, but would like to try. Give this one a shot. Um, yeah, I can't wait for season two. I can't wait. Yeah. And they've gotten to like so many surprising things. Going back to our review episode, we made some predictions about like mm. things we'd like to see or or stuff. And, and, and they hit some of them. Um, hit one of them. I think it was Frank's pick of a villain or antagonist to see, which was, uh, spoiler alert, Mixie, Mixie Spitalik, and and like the take they give us, which I was surprised because I was like, how would they do that in this Mm -hmm. in the universe of this show? Right? How would that work? And they make it work. Oh yeah, yeah, (laughs) it's great. Yeah, great episode. It's a great yes. Again, Zach, you and I chatting about it were like, you know, you, you made the comment of it's like one of the most Silver Age things you've ever seen outside of comics. And <laughs> yeah. I'm like, yeah, it absolutely is. That's and what, it works. It that's works what I would well. tell people. And, and the Tim stuff, Superman, the animated series, would, would homage Silver Age in weird thing, in weird ways sometimes. And, and what I would tell people, like the, the League of Lois Lane mm-hmm. bit. Right is the most Silver Age thing I've ever seen in a Superman cartoon. And yeah. the Bruce Timm stuff did Titano. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know? Yeah, right. it's true. 
Yeah. Check out our review. It's awesome. But just watch yes. it. It's great. Yep. It's all um, available on Max currently. Yes. So yeah. much fun. What do you got, Frank? Uh, I am a little late to the party on this one, but I, I had, a, again, with uh, <laughs> with my wife and daughter <laughs> out of town, I had a lot of time on my end to watch. Again, stuff that I'm like, I'll watch this. I watched on Hulu, I watched Reservation Dogs. Okay. And I was amazed at how much I love that show, and I never want it to go away, but I know it's going away after this season. <laughs> if you're familiar with it, it's about four kids that live on an Indian reservation in... Um, or Native American reservation in uh, Oklahoma. Okay. And how their their um, their daily lives, and then you've got a really great ensemble around them uh, of characters that are in the town, and then um, has it, it it slowly develops its own continuity, and it's really smart. It's one of those shows that will that sort of immerses you in culture, and and that doesn't really hold your hand, and definitely makes it so that you have to get caught up, like you have to do your outside. At least I did. I know. I know. I watched some reviews on YouTube of, of um, you know, people within the culture who are like, "Oh yeah, this show hits every everything I've ever wanted to see in a show about our people." <laughs> but you know, they got it. There are lots of jokes and lots of inside stuff that I didn't pick up on. And had to look right, up, but I, right. I love the show. The characters are great. Um, but yeah, I, it's one of those things where I, I look forward to it being. It's the third season's playing out now. Um, new episodes, I think, are every Wednesday. And it's one of the things where I just, I'm really, I'm really kind of sad about the fact that it, I'm not going to have any more of this after this. So. Okay. But no, it's, it's, it's very funny. Characters are great. Very well written. Um, I'm trying to look. Taika Waititi's behind it as well mm. as, let me make sure I get the guy's name. Sterling Harjo. There you go. Yep. Just terrific. Just, just such a really, it's really, oh, and then the other thing is it does a really good job of blending in um, like Native American uh like supernatural stuff as well. Like it's not like, it's one of the things where like, if you're not, you, if you're not aware of it to me, it reminded me a lot of, and I think I've said this before, like small town noir stuff that Joe R. Lansdale does the idea of like, yeah, there's everyday people. And then yeah, there's supernatural elements too. And right. we just sort of live with all that stuff. Yeah. And this show does that blends all that stuff together really, really well. Mm-hmm. I've started it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it sounds like I have a lot of good stuff looking to look forward to and continuing mm-hmm. it, but I've not, yeah. I've not made it. I've only seen the first episode so far, which uh, the first episode was fantastic. But yeah. That's as far, as far as I've gotten for now. Yeah. Yeah. It's very, it's, it's one of the things where I think you would really like the rest of it, Clinton, because it's, it's very much a almost kids on bikes coming of right. age right, right, yeah. on a reservation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so highly recommend it. It's terrific. So, you know, cause again, it's one of those things where when people tell me, and again, these aren't people that I don't respect their opinions. It's just so many people told me how good it was. And I was like, okay, sure. It's great. <laughs> but no, it's, it's again, I, I, I'm genuinely like, of a lot of shows that I've watched recently, of, that's the one I'm just like, oh, I'm super sad to see it go. Okay. Okay. That sucks. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. I'm watching, um, uh, I guess it's probably like the most recent thing on, on going right now is um, Only Murders in the Building. I'm going to mm. start that soon. How is it? It's great. I love, I absolutely love the show. Um, and you know, it's showed my wife and I watch together. We both love it. And it's, you know, it's quirky, it's funny, mm-hmm. it's dramatic. It's, <laughs> you know, it's twisty right. and turny. It's, it, it, it somehow does all of it. Um, it's really stylish. It's really, really nice looking show, um, to look at and, and kind of echoing what you were saying, Frank, about like, like your show kind of going away mm-hmm. is, it's really fun to be into a show that's doing like really well. 
You know what I mean? And and I realized this summer like how jaded I've become, unfortunately. And 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 we're like now I'm at a point where like when I watch a television show, I have I I no longer have any presumption anymore of another season. Right. Like like I realize like I've become that. Like you're just like like it it's just sort of like I'm just appreciating what I have now. And mm-hmm. I just don't. I, and, and if something comes back, great. I'm happy about it. But I'm never expecting anything to come back now. And mm-hmm. I think part of it just kind of stems from Young Justice, where it's just <laughs> like, yes, we got four seasons, but like it, it was, it was a dog of a fight <laughs> every season to make it happen. You know what I mean? And um, and it's just sort of cool to be like into a show that, like. I don't know that everybody's into, but like it's doing well. And like this season, season three, which we're in the middle of right now, is like doing better numbers than any of the other ones before. Whether or not that means anything, I don't know. <laughs> you know, like I said, I'm jaded. Um, but right. all that to say, it is it is a fantastic show. Um, Steve Martin's a national treasure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I can't I can't say enough glowing things about this show either. Too. This is just one of those like I'm happy. When this show comes on, I'm just like, I'm smiling the whole time, <laughs> you know, am I the only one that's seen it? Have you guys, have, have, Clifton, have you not watched this also? I have not started any of it yet. Okay. And again, I like it. I like everyone involved in it. I like I mean, Steve Martin, Martin Short, Selena Gomez. I even like, <laughs> yeah. she's funny. So I'm, I'm sure I would like it. I'm sure I would enjoy it a lot. It's just another one I, I haven't gotten into yet, but I'm sure I will. And I do want to. Yeah. And the performances are really good too. Not just the three of them. I mean, like everybody, mm-hmm. like like their their ensemble, um, their supporting players that that, you know, some of them you see reoccurring from season to season and everything. And it's sort of fun to kind of get to know those characters too. But they're also, I mean, they're really really good at at, you know, guest stars pop up from time to time, and they're always oh really God. really cool. Yeah. Um. And and even like just people you don't know, like there's actors in there who are like, I, I, I have no idea what their names are. And they're just like, man, like this woman's amazing. Like, <laughs> you know, um, like the presence, there was like was one one actress in an episode a few episodes back, like the third episode of the season. I'm just like, this woman has such presence. She's like, she's like a, a, a media critic or something. I'm like, this like she's an amazing actress. And, I, you know, I wish I had her name, but. I I didn't plan on going off on about her, but I mean she's like she's terrific. Anyway, so that's mine. Um, can I throw out Secret Invasion? Have we all seen that? <laughs> yeah. Did we yeah. all have that on our list too? Mm. Yeah, I saw it. It's like it's a commented earlier. Yeah, I saw it. Okay. <laughs> and Clifton, you've seen it too. I'm sure you know. Yes. Okay. Yes. Well. <laughs> I think I enjoyed it more than Frank from the sound yeah. of things. I think Frank I mean, I was not a fan. Possibly, I didn't hate. And again, it's one of the things where I didn't hate it. I just felt like it was a, a situation of, because I saw a lot of people, I saw a lot of reviews of people saying, well, it should have been a movie, it should have been, you know, a four like uh, phase four and a half, right, of the MCU. And and I I don't, I think that's one of the things where like it should have been more like the comic. And that's where where one thing I'm like, I don't think it should have because I think yeah. the comic, I've always thought the comic did go far enough, right. Mm-hmm. And the fact that if you have, you know, if you have an alien invasion of shapeshifters that could basically, you know, pull up behind you and take you out, more people should have been taken out. Mm-hmm. And I think it's like a handful of characters that, you know, and then there's like a big reveal that some characters have been scrolls for a long, long time. Right. And that's fine. I don't yeah. have a problem with that. But I do believe it's one of those things of with this, I, you know, there was a lot of 
of, of is Nick Fury lost a step? Is he no longer in charge? And it felt very much to me like kinda, <laughs> like, <laughs> like I don't I don't really feel like the guy you know the, the whole thing of I've always got you know I've always got an eye you know to look at to look after things. Um, I don't know, I, and it's it's also one of those. It's problematic when you have a character. This is I'm told if you've again at, at wherever you listen to this, if you've not seen it, I'm about to spoil major plot points. If you have a character that suddenly has like the entire catalog of the MCU as its power set, mm-hmm. that's a big deal. That's right. a huge thing, and it, it, I think being so steeped in comics, I understand that when they set up stuff, it may not pay off for a long time, and I'm okay with that. But I think you know Joe Q Public. That's their big complaint about a lot of Phase 4 stuff is, like, we're watching the mousetrap being set, and I just want to see it go at this point. <laughs> and I also feel like a lot of times they just, it feels very much like they don't have, it's like little mousetraps are set up, not like the one big overarching thing. And again, I'm okay with that, too. I've read plenty of comic books that didn't connect into every major event and love them. But I think that's the problem with the MCU is that people expect all this stuff to be, like, well, surely we're going to see... um uh, Amelia Clark's character come back and 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 be a major force for good or evil at some point, but that might be five years from now. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's different when it's month to month in comics that that therefore the payoff comes a lot quicker. Right. Yeah. What What do you guys think? I really like this one. I okay. did really. I did. I did genuinely. You know, I make no excuses about the show at all. I, I genuinely liked it. Um, you know, I th- this this I thought was definitely like one of the more atmospheric shows that Marvel has done. Like I I like like the mm-hmm. sneakiness of it, uh, and the sort of like looking around, uh, looking around your shoulder, like paranoia aspects of it. I thought that 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 was done in a really really cool way, and I thought that the show had a had a visual style that that made you feel that paranoia. And it was just like it, it, not not all the shows I think have done that. Where it's like they're not done in a way, they're not shot in a way where like you're meant to feel something to like invoke a certain specific emotion. And I think this one did it really, really well. And I don't know that a lot of them have done it like really since WandaVision, to be honest. Mm. You know, I think it does it really well in the first episode. I think that opening with the dude with the again from Game of Thrones. I don't know the actor's name. If you've seen Game of Thrones, he's a guy with a flaming sword. Mm. Um, no. <laughs> but his whole like I wanted that guy to be around for again, spoiler. I wanted that dude to be around for like longer. I knew as soon as he, he spoke his truth, he was done. Right. But even though like just his kind of like you, his paranoia is palpable. And I don't know for me, at least I didn't feel like that was something of like that, the feeling of everyone, I got to look over my shoulder all the time. Cause I never know who's real and who's not. Mm-hmm. Um, sidebar the, when, when Kurt music was developing Thunderbolts, he wanted at one point he'd done it in a way that he was going to have the original Avengers team, basically replaced by a villain for months at a time till like the only one left is cap. And then cap realizes, Oh crap, I'm surrounded by villains. Right. As opposed to what we got in heroes reborn. And that's the kind of feeling I wanted for, for somebody was to be like, Oh my God, <laughs> I'm in a room full of scrolls. Right. Right. And now, and now I'm, you know, this is it. This is their end game. And they've won because again, the part, the part where he's on the train with Talos and Talos is like, says a thing about a million. He's like, there's a million of you here. Right, right. You know, that's, that's a huge, like, again, that's a huge deal. And it yeah. just felt like, you know, I, I do feel like it's, you know, there's, it suffers a little bit from, it's not, it's not the Vancouver effect. It's not the British Columbia effect of like, we're shooting on a Hallmark set mm. and this is where we're shooting. Cause again, there are some pretty big set pieces, Yeah, but I also feel like in scope, it should have been 
the 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 I mean, granted, this is again another big deal. Is is you have the president, you know, of the United States? Uh, was it German Mulroney? No, yes. who's it? It's yeah, German Mulroney. Okay. Yeah. Mulroney says, you know, basically, you know, get off my planet. I'm going to kill all <laughs> you aliens. Yeah. And you have that sweeping thing. And again, it's not it's not something that, you know, that's a big deal again for anyone who's on the planet that may or may not be alien. And does that extend to like Asgard? Are Asgardians aliens? I don't right. even know. Uh, yeah, I feel like it does raise the question about like new Asgard now, like the the town on Earth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But again, I didn't, I didn't, again, it's not, I don't want to be that old guy ranting in a cloud. Mm-hmm. Because I've lived through like what truly okay superhero TV is, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, I you know if you again if at any point in my life you'd said outside of the Fox David Hasselhoff one, hey, guess what? You're gonna get an Fury Agent of Shield miniseries at some point on TV. I'd have been like, there's no way, <laughs> right, right. And this is just one in a myriad of things that you know that Disney and Marvel has done. And again, it's it's like you know what is it about? It's you know. Um, even bad pizza is still pretty good. Mm-hmm. That's how I look at it. Like I still liked it. I just was hoping for, I don't know. I wanted a little more of the feeling of, like you said, Zach, that the paranoia. I wanted that palpability of like, oh man, I can't trust anybody. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Yeah. No, and, and I, I don't. Just... I don't disagree with that either. I do think that you know. I mean, but but on some level, like I do also kind of like the smallness of it. Um, yeah. And this is also the first time there's. It's going to sound like I'm criticizing Marvel, and I'm really not. Like, I've really, really enjoyed everything that they've been doing. But but I do understand the frustration that some people have. Because it does mm-hmm. feel a little slow-moving and kind of meandering and, and, and not really sure, like, what to focus on anymore, you know? Right. But I thought the bad guy here was, like, really, really good. I liked his, mm-hmm. I liked his you know, he had presence. Sure. Oh he, yeah, he, he definitely you know, did. I bought his story, I bought his mo- his motivation for everything. And some of the bad guys, while everybody's been like re- like really really well done, I think some of them have been a little forgettable and I think that he was the first one on TV that like that really kind of popped for me. Yeah. You know. Well, I kind of liked him in the way I think again I saw a video that uh, that talked about like he's kind in a way up until he makes his turn where he sort of like gets kind of mustache twirly. Mm. about, you know, it's not about saving my people. It's about, you know, you've disrespected me in front of him and now I have to kill you. Um, he kind of reminds me of uh, Carly Morgenthau from right. Falcon and Winter Soldier. Mm-hmm. So she's the same thing. Like, she's got a good point. And I was looking forward to her and Sam, you know, playing this game of, of let's talk it out, let's fight it out for, for a while. And then she kills the church, you know, she kills a, some innocent people, quote unquote. And then, you know, they decide, well, she's got to die. Spoiler for Falcon Winter Soldier. Um, <laughs> sorry, but that's that's the thing. It's like I don't. I, I think to you know that you're dealing with with that's one thing I think Marvel needs to understand and DC's going to have to understand is, and that's one thing I liked about Guardians. Spoiler for has everyone seen Guardians? Nope. <laughs> okay, don't want to spoil it's on that. Disney then. Plus now. Go watch. Right, it. Yeah. Go watch it. Go watch all these things. Um, I just think it's it's one of those things of, you know, you can't. You can't kill everybody. Right. You know, I know it's comics and I know everyone comes back eventually. You know, that's just how comics work. You know, at one point it's, it's a revolving door. It's just, I don't, I don't want it to be a situation where I have to, you know, roll my eyes at some silly resurrection when, like you said, this, I liked his motivation. His, you know, he had every right to be pissed at Nick Fury. Yeah. And Carol Danvers too, for, for, you know, to go even further. 
for not doing what they said they were going to do. Their, their motivation is, is not suspect at all. And I kind of wanted him to sort of be that, you know, where he had the motivation, I don't feel that Amelia Clark's um, Gaia had the same oomph to her, to her arc that had the same motivation. Because Fury didn't, it didn't come off as Fury was sending her to kill people, <laughs> you know, or building his entire career, you know. That's the other thing. That's the other thing about this I didn't like was the fact that Fury is, is a paper tiger. Like, he has nothing going on except for the fact that he has his network of shapeshifters right. that kill and spy for him, and that's all he's got. I mean, that's what it sounded like to me, right? Was the yeah. reveal was, oh, yeah, by the way, uh, the only reason is we, you know, because Talos calls him on his nonsense and says, hey, um, <laughs> you can't. You, you know, we've we've helped make you who you are. Right, you're you're where you are because of us. Right, it's right. not like Fury has anything to come back at him with. Fury's kind of like, well, yeah, <laughs> you're right. It's <laughs> a great scene, though. It is a great scene. But <laughs> it is, but it also is one of those things of like, so the guy who we thought, you know, again, no, no, no country for Nick Fury. We have no <laughs> this great this great guy that's supposed to keep the world together. Nah, not so much. So that's secret invasion. <laughs> yeah, you may feel differently. I'm, I'm, I'm just saying again. I was, I was, I've got, I got a lot of notes about that one. I did. I wouldn't say don't watch it because it's got some good stuff in it. It's just one of those, you know. Check it out for yourself, even though we're letting <laughs> you know how it is. All right, lightning round on TV. What else do you guys got? Um, I've not finished either of them yet, but I started the um, uh, Justified City Primeval mini. I've seen a couple episodes of that so far. Okay. I like it. It's scratching that itch of, of you know, Raylan Givens and and a new a new big bad, you know, with him not being in, in Kentucky for this mini. He's still, you know, still from Kentucky, but just not in the mini. Um, I like it. And then uh, the only other thing I watched recently was uh, Righteous Gemstone Season 3 started. Okay. I think it's finished at this point. That all comes down if you like Danny McBride and his stuff. If you don't like him, then don't bother. Although... <laughs> Although, oddly enough, talking about Justified, Walton Goggins is fantastic in The Righteous Gemstones as, <laughs> okay. uh, as uh, his uncle, Baby Billy. <laughs> <laughs> I love Walton Goggins. I'm a mark for that dude. He's terrific in it. He's so good. So that's what I've been watching. That's the last things I've seen recently. So. Okay. Colton, how about you? Any last ones? For shows, I've not completed anything. I've just been working on a couple shows. I've been working on season two of From on used to be Epics. Now it's on MGM Plus, I believe is what they changed the channel's name to. A horror series starring uh, Harold Perrineau from Lost. How is that? I like him a lot. He is great. I like him a lot, too. I've liked him ever since he was Mercutio in Romeo and Juliet. Oh, yeah. That's going back a ways. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's a show that it has, I mean, it's a little reminiscent of lost in that it's, it's people trapped in a place of, of paranormal or supernatural means and stuff. But in this form, it's a small town, uh, Mm -hmm. where people drive into and can't drive out of, and then they're trapped and they're trapped there with what I feel like we can only describe as like nightmare creatures. Mm. Which take the form of very friendly, like mid-century, like milkmen, or like they look like mm. 1950s townspeople. Okay, that don't run; they only walk after you. But if you can't get out of town, how there's only so far you can go. <laughs> even if these, even if these nice, friendly-looking things are only walking after you, and then uh, if they get you, you are not; you are out of luck. Mm. 
so it's a, definitely a horror show, but I, I've liked it. I've liked I liked season one. I enjoyed, and and it it does follow kind of the lost thing of like slow burn mystery, like revealing secrets of what this town is about, what these creatures are about. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I've been enjoying it. I'm halfway through season two currently. Nice, and everyone in it is good. Uh, actually, has a lot of people from Hallmark movies in it because I I think they film in <laughs> Vancouver. So it is funny to see like the people I know from Hallmark movies in very non Hallmark situations in very non Hallmark parts in this film. <laughs> that is always fun. But yeah, no, I've I've been enjoying that one. Cool. I wondered about that one. Yeah, slow burn mystery horror show little reminiscent of lost um and then the other one i'm working on is i just started ahsoka on disney plus and i have enjoyed ah. the first three episodes okay, okay. that's on my list too i haven't got to it yet yeah yeah so no that's basically my list i finished up owl house and i'm mm. watching kipo on netflix still i'm in season two uh both are great both are lovely 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 animated shows um i'm you know I don't want to spend too much time on it. Um, you know, I don't want it to be indicative of, of what I feel about it. I love both of those shows a lot. I think they're both very, very special shows and they're great. Um, I'm just throwing them out there um, just for some old stuff that people can kind of track down, you know, and that have, you know, that are beginning, middle and end. If you're interested in watching uh, something all the way through that's already out now and it's sitting there, you know, they're both on there on Netflix and um Kipo's on Netflix and uh, Owl House is on Disney Plus right now. Okay. So those are those are two things that I'm uh, I I wrapped up and are am continuing to watch now. Um, all right, so let's go to comics. Um, but first, if you like the show, you can check out all of our episodes on LetMeKnowHowItIs.com. Just please, however you find us, don't forget to like, subscribe, and leave us a review. And finally. If you want to suggest a topic to us, let us know in the comments or uh, at uh, whatever Twitter's called now. Handle is at LMKHII. Uh, or you can email us at info at letmeknowhowitis.com. And we are also now on Blue Sky social media. Oh, wow. We are on Blue Sky. We're spreading out. Also, show's initials LMKHII. Cool. Awesome. All right. Uh, here's a comic I was reading. Um. I was reading The Life and Times of Scrooge McDuck. Or oh, cool. <laughs> How's that? It's very, very good. It's also very mm-hmm. long. It took me a long time <laughs> okay. to get through it. And who is the creator on that? Don Rosa mm-hmm. wrote and uh, and did the art, I believe. I believe it was, he was a um, one-man show on that one. Not a one-man show. Artist, yep. Inkers and letterers and stuff like that. Obviously, mm-hmm. I shouldn't say that. But no, it's great. It's 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 a lovely, you know, uh, origin <laughs> of Scrooge McDuck, um, you know, and, and how he gets his fortune. Uh, if you're a fan of the DuckTales, the 2017 DuckTales specifically, um, they'd certainly, you know, homage this and take take aspects of, right. of the, the story. Um, but that was one thing that I kept thinking about the whole time because, you know, you guys all know the animation's my first love, and I kept thinking about it the whole time. I'm like, I want so bad there to be a straight-to-video, like, Life and Times adaptation of this because <laughs> it's so great. <laughs> um, yeah, no, but it's just like you know, it's twelve issues. Part one is twelve issues, <laughs> mm. you know, and mm. um, but uh, no, it's terrific. It's absolute, you know, and, and it's just like um, kind of like Forrest Gump <laughs> in the way that sort of like like Scrooge meets everybody, <laughs> right? You know, right, right. <laughs> like 
Like, oh, yeah. there's Teddy Roosevelt. Like, uh, <laughs> you know. <laughs> right. Yeah. Young Indiana Jones and, and Scrooge McDuck. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. But, you know, endearing and, and, you know, you get a sense of the family tree aspects and, and which is always fuzzy to me watching the shows. Like, I never got it. But, like, reading it, I'm like, oh, I get it. Like, this is Donald's <laughs> mom. Like, <Right. laughs> and this is where his temper comes from. Cool. Right. <laughs> you know. Yeah. I've never read it. I've seen it around. I've always wanted to, but I've I've not read a lot of the Carl Barks or Don Rosa Scrooge stuff over the years. I'd like to get into some of that though. Yeah, me either. I've it's been on like, oh yeah, I should read that at some point and just haven't got to it. But I'd like to check it out as well. Highly recommend it. So Okay. Alright, so what do you guys have? I <laughs> I read I went through my comicsology, um, stuff that I downloaded and I'm like, I haven't got to this yet. When I was looking for something to read when we were um on a little bit of a vacation when my wife and daughter got back. I read the original clone saga <laughs> trade the, paperback. The, the oh. Ben Riley Spider-Man clone saga. No, actually oh. earlier than that. Oh, the seventies. Seventies one. Yeah. Right? Okay. The seventies oh, gotcha. one. The original, like Gwen coming back and, and uh, the Jackal and uh, right. Tarantula appearance in there. And well, uh, hang on, hang on. Let me say, I've always thought being friends with you for so long, mm-hmm. I've always thought, that deep down you you have a soft spot for this for that part yeah I do and you know why it's funny <laughs> that you say that because I have I the only reason why is because I I was thinking about it and I looked up um I was looking at the you know the reading the issues because it collects like uh you know eleven issues or so of amazing and then when they revisit Carrion a character that's introduced um into spectacular I believe. And then some other stuff, just some supplemental stuff, wrapping up basically Gwen's clone stuff. And the High Evolutionary Sprinkle in there, too. Um, uh, it just was, I, I thought about it, and I think it might be one of the first issues of Amazing Spider-Man I bought off the rack. Oh, really? Like, it's part of it. And okay. it's heady stuff, like, for, you know, as young as I was, it was pretty heady <laughs> stuff that there's a clone, and, you know, it turns out that, spoiler alert, you know, Peter's college professor is actually a supervillain known as the Jackal. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that was one of the things I was like, I, did I? Because I remember I have, you know, some of those, you know, dog-eared copies of those issues. But yeah, I have, you know, that that part of it I did, and I wonder. I was kind of like, well, do I, you know, is it is it as good or bad as I remember? It's about the same. Like, okay, you know, I, I like some of it. Some of it's really cool. Some of it's not. You know, it's Jerry Conway is the, is the main writer in a lot of it. I think the it's got, you know, various artists, I think. Um, let me see if I can find that real quick. But yeah, I, overall, it's not awful. I mean, if you can stomach the idea of, you know, Peter having, <laughs> you know, having a a clone. Right. You know, if you're if you're OK with clones is a thing. <laughs> um You know, but no, it's 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 interesting. And again, the, I think it's more if you're a fan of amazing and you've read, you know, cause again, Jerry Conway is also the one that decided the whole thing of like issues like one, was it one twenty one twenty one with the goblin and, and Gwen Stacy to begin with, you know, it's pretty powerful stuff to have a person you thought, you know, it, with, with how Gwen Stacy dies and then how she comes back, how that would just, you know, as a reader that would add Peter Parker, how that would screw up his life. And then I think it's just one of those, those bits of, of Spider-Man lore that just got, you know, turn to the nth degree and shouldn't have been mm-hmm. so not that i don't like ben riley or kane or any of that some of that other mm-hmm. 90s stuff but you know also it just got to be they saw dollar signs and then just kept doing you know mini or, or one shots or whatever 
So yeah, I read that. And it got to be a lot. (laughs) It did for sure. It did. (laughs) Yeah. And the other one that I read, which was kind of a, I was in the mood. I've had it again. It was, it was one of those, um, in my, in my, my comics allergy for like ever. And I'm like, I'm going to read this. I'm going to read this. I'm going to read this. And I finally broke down and read it. It was a book called Batman superpowers. Mm-hmm. And it's not the it's not the toy line, um, but it's it's a story set in around the time of Identity Crisis, and it's trying to like it's it's from Batman Confidential. I think it's like fifty through fifty four by Mark Guggenheim and Jerry Bingham. Jerry Bingham's on the art, and Mark uh, Guggenheim wrote it. It's a story about Batman, um, meeting. He's he's doing that whole like travel around the world, learning stuff bit. And he comes up against a warlord, and then he, he he meets some Asian heroes who are like a loosely based Justice League, and it, it's like a story that's set through <laughs> through like different eras, like it's got kind of a like a Silver Age Justice uh, Justice League story in it, mm. and it's kind of supposed to be a first time they meet Batman story, and it sort of works, but it sort of doesn't, and then it all supposed to be the idea of like that's why Batman works alone and that he isn't mm. part of a team is because of they they you know betrayal. Right. Of both identity crisis and this old story. I, I just, like I said, it just one of the things, a Batman story, like I've had in my comicsology forever. And I'm like, oh, I'll just read it and see. It's a mixed bag. It sounds ridiculously familiar for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> this really does. Yeah. Yeah. I, it, okay. I mean, when you find like, th- like there's one part of it that I just was like, my jaw was on the floor of like, what, how did this get past editorial? It's so ridiculous. But overall, I mean, it's not, I, w- I wouldn't recommend it. It's not again, not awful. It's just one of those, meh, okay. You know, I see what you're trying to do there by saying that, you know, Batman can't trust the team, mm. you know, unless it's his family, I guess. I don't know. I get it. I think it was just someone who was trying to capitalize on identity crisis and how, you know, the whole, the whole spoiler alert mind wipe thing happens. So, but yeah, I, like I said, it was in my, in my comicsology forever, okay. much like the original clone saga. So I was like, I need something to read. So. Okay. I, um, I also read uh, The Thing, Next Big Thing. Okay, how was that? It's good. Really, really good. Yeah. It's short. I don't know. This is one of those things I, I, I read digitally, and, and, you know, sometimes releases are a little, um, are, are staggered. So I, I don't know if I've read it all or if there's another trade coming. That's what I'm kind of fuzzy on. But this is the book that came out uh, at Marvel, God, I want to say 2020, maybe 2021, uh, the Walter Mosley book. Uh, with mm. art by Tim Riley, the art's terrific. Oh my god, the art's so so lovely. Um, no, I mean it's the thing, doing thing stuff. I don't want to go too much in the story because <laughs> right. uh, I get you. It would it would it, it's very easily spoiled. I think, but you know it's it it you know it's um like I said, thing doing thing stuff, and mm-hmm. and he goes to lots of places, and it's gotcha. awesome. <laughs> The trade paperback came out about a year ago. Okay. Uh, so it had run, I guess, in starting in 2021, the series. Yeah, it sounds good. I mean, we talk about the thing all the time. Yeah. <laughs> a lot. We talk about the thing a lot here. Uh, good old Ben Grimm. Ever-loving mm. blue-eyed thing. Yep. Right. So uh, it's one I do want to check out. Yeah, me too. All right. So that's uh, some of the stuff that we uh, read and watched and uh, put in our eyeballs uh, <laughs> over our summer vacation. <laughs> um, so there's a, a lot to choose from over there. If you guys are looking for another book or, or looking for new show or movie, something to check out. Um, as always, we'll post links and examples to everything we talk about on letmeknowhowitis.com. Just please remember to like us and follow us on social media, and we will see you guys next time. <laughs> <laughs>